Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. This episode features beautiful little pieces concerned with grief, loss, and heartache. This first one comes to us from Pushcart and 2021 Best Microfiction nominee, Susan Tremert. She'll be reading her piece titled, Losing Her All Over Again, published by Ellipsy Scene on September 16, 2020. Enjoy. Losing Her All Over Again The night I couldn't find my mother's grave, I cried into my collar. The cemetery had grown, bloated in a way that only spirits could tolerate. Mortals, they'd have complained about the hassle, all that dust and noise. I noticed how new stretches of road had been paved and how fresh blades of grass had sprouted where trees had been downed. And the oaks and maples that remained had shot up even more. Their encroaching branches pressed against the sky had formed a canopy to choke out the moon. Flattened tombstones spied through the collecting debris of leaves and twigs, erasing names, dates, any trace of existence. My mother's grave was also flat, and even though it lived in the same shadows as my father's, it had been lost, blocked by towering tombstones, ostentatious even, as if to flash the family's wealth even in the afterlife. To find my mother's grave, I used a mausoleum as a marker, though more stone houses have been built and they all look the same. I imagine the souls locked inside yearning for the last few of their kind to join, holding their empty breaths each time a key dug into the lock of their wrought iron door. Who had died this time, they'd say, had they been granted a moment, time to say goodbye, to accept that this was the end, or had life been snatched away in one lonely heartbeat? I imagined the souls in the mausoleum that I depended on, the one I'd trusted to guide me to the grave. In a collective whisper, they'd say, if only we could blow you a breeze, one strong enough to hold back the branches that shut out the light. Let the moon guide you to your mother. Susan Tremert's stories, essays, and poems have been published in various online and print journals, including Colorado Review, Crab Orchard Review, Boston Literary Magazine, and Ellipsis Scene. You can find her on Twitter at Susan Tremert. I'm sure I'm not the only one that uses lists to help myself stay organized, grounded, and to keep from feeling overwhelmed. This next piece is a heartbreaking list of ways to cope with the pain of loss. It's called To-Do List Grief. It was written by Twyla Nui and published by The Whale Road Review. Please enjoy. To-do list grief. One, 
Sweep the floors so the minuscule crumbs sticking to your soul will not remind you. Two, engage it in a staring contest at a mirror. The first one to give in to weeping wins. Three, sit with it in a voluminous chair next to an open window. Gauge its depth by the weather and if your eye registers color. Four, brace it until your heart quickens and your whole body cries out in a dripping sweat. Five, listen for birdsong on a porch or in a meadow or a forest or at a park. Tell it, this is how nature mourns with those who mourn. Six, pet the strange dog who brushes up against your leg. She is the ghost of who or what you lost. Seven, lay down beside it. Stroke its hard cheek until it softens into sleep. Twyla Nui lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, where she writes at the confluence of poetry, motherhood, and local ecology. You can find her on Twitter at Motley Bookshelf, on Facebook as Twyla Nui, or on her website at twylanui.com. Our final piece is also a list, only this time the list offers you things you may, or perhaps more importantly, things you may not do with your broken heart. It's called Operating Instructions for Your Broken Heart. It was written by Kendra Fortmeyer and published by Fractured Lit on July 16, 2020. Enjoy. Operating Instructions for Your Broken Heart by Kendra Fortmeyer These are the things you may not do. You may not hide in or under your bed without speaking for weeks, time-stretching cobweb damp as the bright world rushes by outside. You may not be unseemly in public. You may not develop a drug problem. You may not drive 1,300 miles and beg to be taken back while the neighbor, Curious, stops watering the lawn and lets the hose droop to his feet, drowning his wife's prize orchid. You may not make demands. You may not self-mutilate. You may not cry when you see couples pushing their shared carts of groceries down the frozen foods aisle. You may not stop showering. You may not let this affect your performance at work. You may not make a scene at your roommate's sister's wedding even when the groom gets choked up giving a toast about how Kelly brings light to his life every moment and you think, not for long, bucko, and swallow your champagne so hard it burns hours later in your chest. You may not, quote, be friends, end quote. You may not mail your ex piles of his toenail clippings that you swept out of the bathroom even though you, quote, meant it to be funny, end quote. You may not let this immutably alter your definition of yourself. You may not think about this in terms of winning and losing, but also you cannot win and you have nothing left to lose. 
You may. Cry either A. Yourself to sleep or B. On the phone to your mother. You may rate every flavor of Ben and Jerry's for science or stop eating entirely but only for a week. Do not be dramatic. You may get a drastic haircut in an attempt to define the new you and you may become vegan in pursuit of the same. You may sit in bars across from girlfriends and say, men are stupid because it's easier to say and to hear that than I am unloved and unlovable. You may watch Dirty Dancing and eat cake alone and cry, and then call your sister to tell her that you are eating cake alone and crying, and try to say bitterly that you are having the time of your life and start laughing instead. You may start to feel good about yourself again. You may go to the gym and get super hot. You may A. Try dating other men B. Try dating other women C. Have rebound sex D. Have rebound rebound sex E. After a reasonable amount of time, meet someone else who is a someone and not just an else. You may eventually talk about your ex again in a normal tone of voice without your lips weighing down at the edges. Talk about him lightly. Say vague and untrue things like, it was mostly mutual and it just didn't work out. Say vague and true things like, it really was for the best. You may invite him to your wedding, though it isn't required, and you are certainly allowed to feel relief when he's going to be in New York that weekend and can't make it. You may put him on your Christmas card list, and when you get his card, tell him his children are adorable and mean it. You may get together one day and let your children and his children, young and unsuspecting, play together in the yard. Pour coffee from the yellow enameled pot with the rooster on it. Look at his hands as they kept the mug. They are fat hands now, not like you remembered. There's a scattering of black hair across the knuckles. On his left, a wedding ring that you didn't pick out. It is unattractive, but you may be okay with it because his taste is not your problem anymore. You may when he says, you look great, thank him. And when he says, you haven't changed a bit, correct him. You may smile when he says, I really miss what we had. And when he apologizes, you may forgive him. You may, with your grass-stained children tumbling past your ankles, with the smell of tea cake in the air, with the sun slanting low in the west, raise your hand and answer as he backs out of the driveway in his minivan, nearly hitting the mailbox, and looks back at you abashed. You may laugh. You may watch him for one lingering moment as he turns to listen to the child in the back seat. You may wonder at his profile at the strange mixture of the boy you once loved and the totally irrelevant man he has become. And you may quietly close the door behind you and turn back to your own bright life. Kendra Fortmeyer is the author of the young adult novel, Hole in the Middle, and her genre-bending fiction has appeared in Best American Non-Required Reading, LeVar Burton Reads, The Pushcart Prize Anthology, and elsewhere. You can find her on Twitter at Kendraff, or on her website at KendraFortmeyer.com. Micro is produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Original music is by Matt Ordez. 
You can find all of the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published in the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and check out some of our other episodes on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you could leave us a rating and review, we'd really appreciate it. You can also always find our shows at micropodcast.org, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening.